This is former Central Butte Flyer and Saskatoon Blade, Clark Wilm. You're listening to the Monday Nooner. Come see me for all your green iron. Former Frontier Flyer defenseman Sean Van Allen, number 77 for the Division Three White Mud Senior Hockey League. You're listening to the Monday Nooner podcast. This is former Notre Dame Hound and Regina Pat Barry Trotz, and you're listening to the Monday Nooner. Hi, everybody. This is Dave King, ex-head coach of the Aiden Bowman Bears football team, and uh, listening to the Monday Nooner podcast. Enjoy it. It's the best. Well, hello and a big welcome to all the degenerates and pigeons tuned in. Welcome to Twirl 163 of the Monday Nooner podcast. Our pod, as always, brought to you by the title sponsor, Mainline GM, Mainline Chrysler in Rosetown, Saskatchewan. Actually, it, it's the, uh, isn't it, Barry, the Mainline Automotive Group now, title sponsor? Yeah, they should just switch everything to the crown. Everything's under the crown, right? The king of trucks. Yeah, it's the mainline group, I guess, because Rosetown's always been with us. But now we got Kindersley. We have Manitou, Chrysler, and Watrous. And the new store, the king of, king of trucks in Southie, Saskatchewan. So nothing yet in the Southwest belts for the... Uh, for the Nauticue and the, and the White Mud League. But I guess Kindersley, right? That's the trek you would make if you wanted a truck in that or a vehicle in that area. You'd head up to Kindersley. They might set up a like a 1993 used Chevy lot down <laughs> south, Div 3, little hunting truck area. And white vans. Yeah. yeah. I drive to Kindersley. You know what they say, worth the drive every time. They'll make it worth your while, whether it's a, a GM or a Chrysler out there. So, Appreciate them being back on uh, with us this year as the title sponsor. We'll tell you maybe a little bit more about them later on the show, unless you got something now well, for the boys. No, I think I think because it, it's just it's the start of October, right? So the the deals don't come out quite yet. But the one thing I was hearing from the from the fellows there was uh, they're really paying big money for trades right now. Like they want trades. It's it's that kind of you know COVID thing is a, a thing of the past, um, and but they want people to bring in their trades let's see if they can make a deal because yeah they have people that want trucks and and vehicles so trades suvs and then the other thing i got to mention these jeep wagoneers you guys have seen a bit of a wagoneer yeah i've (laughs) seen a few of those that's uh that's the blonde with the uh eyelashes and the lips done you know the the denali or, or uh Cadillac driver now getting into the Wagoneer. That's a nice unit, a Jeep wagon. It's bigger than the Cherokee. And the Rosetown store had quite a few of them and they were making deals left, right, and center on this. So if you're in the market for a new SUV, you've maybe never been Jeep girl or guy, go and test drive one. See what they can do trade-wise or if you're just going to finance because I'm telling you those Jeep Wagoneers are some good deals on those right now. Well, like our buddy and watchers would say, I knew they were going to be a bit of a wag on here. Uh, you know what they should bring back this month is Trucktober. Been a while since Trucktober sweeped uh, 
the mainline group. That's I, I got to vote in for Trucktober for October. Okay. Haven't heard what they've got cooking this month yet, but they they're they're more of Christmas guys. They like doing big Christmas promos around there. Wasn't there pick a pick something off a tree last year? <laughs> Scotty, <laughs> creative Scotty. Scotty. Come and Big come promos. in and build an ornament like it's art and crafts and <laughs> while you're shopping for a unit. <laughs> oh, we love we love the title sponsor, the mainline group, the king of trucks. Again, Rose Town, two dealerships, GM, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. And then you got down the road in Kindersley, you got Watrous, and you have Southie. Happy to have those uh, girls and guys back. Yeah, so I guess uh, to kick things off, we should maybe just let people know we're kind of back maybe into a more regular groove more of a schedule here going forward our plan uh for the foreseeable future is two shows per month being the first and the middle of the month kind of like around when you might get uh, paid whether it's the end of the month first of the month and then middle of the month so this would be our first in october here we'll have another one hopefully middle of the month and then continue that right through senior hockey season coming up at the end of this month into november we'll have a regular senior hockey shows so Everything's. I've been getting asked a lot what the deal was with the boys, uh, what the plan is. So that's how things are going to roll out here for the next six months. Things are, start, things are starting to come together. And like, I don't know, should we should we talk about something big we got coming up here, fellas? Trucktober. <laughs> <laughs> big truck giveaway. Big truck no, no giveaway. let's, uh, yeah. Well, what's up, Belts? You got some Div 3 news or what? Well, I do have some Div 3 news. We'll we'll get into that right now, and then you guys can carry on with the real stuff. But I heard Div 3 is going two divisions this year. Things are <laughs> heating up down south. Like, everyone wants in on the act. Okay, that's a tease. We'll talk about uh, that in our senior hockey segment, because I've got a lot of uh, – here's another tease. I've tallied it up. I think I know how many teams are in the province this year. So stay tuned to find out how many senior teams are going to be uh, out – twirling this year but yeah maybe uh last show off the hop we talked about some new sponsors western sales out there uh in rosetown as well as their other locations but we've got another new partner fellas and i think it's one that's probably a tremendous fit for us on the show we do like to sprinkle when it comes to uh gambling and now we are just so excited that we can keep everything here in Saskatchewan. We are uh, lucky enough to be partnering with uh, playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site, your one-stop destination for hundreds of slot games, live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. So you can get in on the action, right? And it, it just gets better with the Nooner being involved here. The Sportsbook, like, that's the key for me. Like, Love uh, love sprinkling, like you said, and if you're going to do it, it's great to partner with uh, the Play Now group, like you mentioned, the only legal betting site. And and what you mentioned, with our partnership, we've got a, uh, a great promo, right, where we want people to sign up to give Play Now a try. And if you do, you get signed up with an account, you're going to get some amazing incentives from them as well here for the next couple months. The promo code, pretty simple, Nooner. All one word, obviously. That's for the Quick Div 3 dinner. guys. Div 3 guys. We're like, you got to keep it simple from down south. Yeah. <laughs> Playnow.com. Uh, Nooner is the promo code. 
you're going to receive $50 sportsbook bonus. So you can wager on your favorite teams and games. But I don't think it stops there. There's like even there's $50 in casino reward. So if you want to head over to the to the gaming, like I said, the table games and the slots and all that, you're getting a 50 bonus there as well. So what what is the what does a guy have to put in? Like when you're you're going in, you sign up, what do you have to deposit? Ten bucks. Ten. Ten dollar deposit. Bucks. Yeah. Oh. So if you go to the uh we'll share out the landing page, obviously. But if yeah. you go online there, enter promo code Nooner in promotions under my offers on the website, you receive two offers, a $50 sports free bet and a $50 casino free play. So $100 in free plays for a $10 uh, deposit with play now. And like we mentioned, the promo code is Nooner. And if you don't know how to spell Nooner, no one, and then the letter R. The word no, one, and the letter R. Why? Like, it's, really, it's one of N double O N E R. It's one of those. It's one of those. Why wouldn't a guy? Like, why would you not do this? Well, and and the other thing, and it does. This doesn't matter to a lot of people, but it but it does matter to to a large segment, I guess. Is it st- everything stays here, right? So the sports culture, culture and recreation, right? It, it goes. It it filters back into Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um. It's all legit above board. Your payouts are back into your bank account. They walk you through it. The only thing, and again, we they're going to be judging the nooner on this. And they're like, do you guys really have that many listeners? Like, we want to hit rural Saskatchewan. It's like, well, the stats say we do. Um, but you, um, if you have a box number, now, Boz, you might have to walk through this because the box number is, is the only tricky thing when signing up. Yeah, I think there's a... Uh... Potential, if you're having some issues with the box number, all you have to do is phone the uh, the number online there, and they'll literally get you synced up in like a couple minutes. So yeah, it's pretty easy to do. You're going to get the $100 in free plays. If you have any issues or questions or you need to know anything, message us, and we'll get you in contact with the right people. We'll help you make it happen because this is important to us. We want to uh, show them the power of the Nooner listenership. And obviously, a lot of our listeners are like us and do like to... Uh, sprinkle and have some fun just a little recreational spend on sports nothing like watching sports you got a little sprinkle on and when does this hit when does this hit market boys like when can people start sprinkling right today now right october now. 1st wow. wow right now find 10 bucks somehow uh, in the couch deposit it and you got nfl going on nhl's firing up you got the Ryder cup i don't know that's over run. Yeah, oh, okay. you missed that one. Okay, sorry. Damn, yeah. MLB, Just missed the Ryder Cup. MLB it, playoffs? Yes. Ball? Oh, it's good. Well, NHL's around the corner. And uh, by by the way, later on in the show, we'll save this for a little bit later on. I want to go through some play now bets. And I'm going to yes. get your guys' feedback on some, nice. some props. If you're not familiar with a prop, it's like player goals, assists, points. I got some NHL guys. I want to throw some over-unders. Maybe Connor Bedard's over-under that is available on play now. Uh, sports book. And one thing I really liked about it when we were talking to them is you can set your limits too, right? Like if yeah. you, if you're in there, you can set your limits where you want them to be and you can't go over them. It's, it's pretty cool. It's just a fun thing. You go in there, have some fun, sprinkle, make a little bit of money maybe. And yeah, why wouldn't a guy? Yeah, for sure. And of course, uh, just a reminder, you must be 19 plus. I don't think we have any younger people listening anyways, but we remind you to always use your game sense as well. Don't get carried away. There we go. 
Thanks to Perfect. I can't wait to hear these prop bets later on in the show. Let's uh, fire it to last show recap. And last show recap on the Monday Nooner. Always brought to you by our friends at Arctic Arctic Spa, Rajana, and Saskatoon. It is hot tub season. They have tubs starting at around that nine grand, made in Canada, made for the elements. So you can go visit Arctic Spa, Rajana, Saskatoon, see what they can do, ask for the Monday Nooner deal. And now is the time to treat your family, treat your friends, treat your roommates, whatever, to a hot tub. So Arctic Spa in Saskatoon, Regina, they deliver it, have it in stock. They can get it all set up for you. Don't think they can't get it in your backyard or in your acreage or wherever because they can. So love having Arctic Spa part of the show. I'm getting my new one, boys, next week. Oh, really? Live testimonial guy. Nice. I may maybe even do a show from the tub having a last mountain gin. So yeah, Arctic Spa, last show recap. A lot of senior stuff, but the one thing that obviously I was excited about was Kelly McCrimmon, general manager of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, joined us. Great stories. I know we talked about it in the show last last time, and you know, coming out of the interview. But I had so many people say, "Man, does that guy sounds so humble?" I said, "Well, he's from yeah, Plenty, Saskatchewan," and I loved. And I, I got some feedback from some guys at the golf course just talking about, and I can't remember the quote. I think Brandon has it that, but uh, development isn't a straight line. Was yeah. that it? Something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. But you know, yeah. you're scouting nowadays, and that is something that's so true. Like kids uh, are, you know, hitting their stride at 17 and 18. People go back and listen to the interview, but you can go back and listen to how Kelly talked about. And I don't want to give it away. There were some players that, you know, they really took a chance on late. Yeah. And, you know, he watched different kids and, you know, that they made the Brandon Wheat Kings or they went and played junior A. And it was just such a poignant, I guess, part of the conversation um, that really I took a lot from that. And again, humble guy. Um, I'm sure you guys can echo that uh, statement. I had a lot of comments on him too. Everybody said how great he was and, and just loved that interview. Love that show. It's actually, some people say that it was a, their favorite one. So pretty cool. Kind of a change of, uh, had a few people say kind of a change of pace. Like people, they were very dialed in, not for like necessarily funny stories, but just how articulate he is and how well-spoken he is and how proud he was to be from plenty and from the farm and how important that was to him and and how neat it was that he always just wanted to farm. Like that was his passion. So relatable to so many of our listeners. I actually went to the rider game with uh, my uncle Dale Smith from plenty Saskatchewan. That was right after it came out. He's three years younger than Kelly. So they're from the same town of 200 people. So obviously knew him as a kid, a few years apart, Kelly moved away and stuff, but his brother, Bob Smith as well. One year, uh, older or younger than the McCrimmon. So, yeah, they were just tossing names around at the Ryder game. They're throwing out all these kids they played with. And and they got talking about the Rosetown Senior Red Wings that Kelly talked about. And my uncle said, like, that was like the NHL. When we were kids, we'd buzz into Rosetown. And that senior hockey back in the 70s was like crazy. Like, rinks packed every night. It was like next level. Uh, yeah, so some good memories. And uh Everybody I talked to, people that grew up with the McCrimmons just said, what an unbelievable guy and uh, proud of him for sure. Imagine as a kid going by the dressing room, like you said, NHL, that's your NHL in Rosetown. And these men 
are getting ready to play senior hockey. Like probably out there curving their sticks with a blowtorch. Some guys are wearing the suspenders, guys having darts. But that was like, that would have been so cool to see. And he, he just talked about how his dad was so influential in his career and great guy. And then the best part about it was we sent him, uh, we sent him a nooner tarp to sport down in Las Vegas. One of the license plate uh, green ones. He got it, sent us a picture right away with his Las Vegas Golden Knight uh, screens in the background. He's like, thanks, can't wait to wear this. Like, yeah. That's a great freaking guy. So, yeah, if you haven't got, gone back and listened, listen to Kelly McCrimmon. That was the last show recap for Arctic Spas in Regina, in Saskatoon. Kind of a tie-in, actually, to our come up in our interview this week. Come up for General Well Servicing Day Group of Companies out in Carnduff area, southeast Saskatchewan, southwestern Manitoba, some operations now south of the border as well. If you're looking for some good, hard work that pays really well, the last time Fowler posted what they pay to go out there and work on one of those rigs, it's like a it's a six-figure living. I mean, you're working hard, but you're making some tremendous cash. If you're a young, energetic uh, guy, maybe you want to play some senior hockey out that way, get in contact with General Well Servicing Day Group of Companies. Uh, they're always hiring, always looking for bodies out there. But uh, yeah, kind of a tie-in to this guest. And I guess the tie-in would be Vegas, right? Because our interview, uh, the guy we're bringing up this week, our interview, Bob Strum, absolute legend with the Regina Pats, uh, general manager, head coach back in the day. Barry, was he not the guy who kind of, help bring the the uh, professional hockey to Vegas. Like he was the GM of the first ever IHL team there back in the nineties. Yeah. Like were they the Vipers? Las Vegas thunder. The thunder. Right yeah. There. And he, you know, he, the thunder, the IHL team in Las Vegas had a massive following in that early nineties. They played out of the Thomas and Mac center and they were big time. Like I remember talking to Randy Smith about it after, you know, in the last few years, he was like, yeah, it was Vegas was a hockey town. And then there's always the, you know, the, the traveling people that were in town, but yeah, Bob was so uh, instrumental in that organization there. And he goes through that and really he, he started he, how he got his start. Like he was, he was finding loopholes <laughs> his first ever coaching job. I don't want to ruin the interview. His first ever coaching job was like a juvenile team in Saskatoon. <laughs> and he found a loophole to make his team better. Like the guy, it's just legendary. And then, yeah, there's like the Billings, Montana stop. Um, the Regina Pats, obviously, like Brandon said, but just, you know, his way around certain things. I, and we did it. We did that interview, like what, about a month ago, Brandon, I don't remember August, a, a lot. Yeah. August the, the, 11th. Yeah. The stories yeah. were so good. I'm just looking up the uh, Las Vegas Thunder. We talk a little bit about it on the interview, but just for reference for some of our listeners, some of the people that played there under him in the IHL, Alexi Yashin, Radic Bonk, Pavel Dimitra, Clint Brent Gretzky, Clint Malarchuk, Jim Kite, who we'll talk about in the interview, Curtis Joseph, Wes McCauley, ref now. Uh, yeah, Pokey Redick, Manon Rayom. Mm-hmm. Tandy, yeah, they had some names there with uh, Vegas back in the '90s, late '90s, mid '90s. But yeah, really look forward to our interview with uh, Bob Strum 
it's just about an hour long and nothing but great stories. A lot of them from the uh, early 80s when he was the GM in Regina. So any Sasky folks. And obviously he's got ties to Columbus as well. He was the head of their like pro scouting for like 10 years as well. Yeah. So and that's were, the interview. Boz, weren't you saying uh, in then October 4th, a few days here, isn't that uh, Bob Strum night at the Pats game? Yeah, yeah I don't know Pats, if they're... Uh, yeah, they're doing a little bit of recognition, I think, for yeah. Bob. Pretty cool. Yeah, good timing, obviously. That's just a couple days away. Actually, this is going to be one of my uh, shout-outs, but I'll mention it now. He well, actually go just got inducted. Go, go into, go into shout-outs. It's just buzzing. Yeah. He was the head of the uh, class here a couple weeks ago into the Regina Sports Hall of Fame. Buddy of ours, Frank Kovacs, is, the uh, I think, the president of the Regina Sports Hall of Fame, but obviously he's got some ties to Strummer. Few other people got in, not hockey related. Don't know who they are, so we won't mention them uh, on this show. But yeah, congratulations, Bob Strum. Six seasons as Pat's GM, three hundred and twenty-eight wins, one hundred and seventy-eight losses. They won the league championship. Championship, I think, in his first year as the GM, and some great stories about that coming up. But yeah, congratulations, Strummer. That interview is coming up. But wanted to give him a shout out for Synergy AG on uh, getting into the Regina Sports Hall of Fame. What's Hamner up to? Anybody talk to him? They just be they gotta be getting ready for next year, right, Boz? That's how it works. Yeah, man. As soon as the uh those farmer farmers are busy, right? As soon as harvest ended, you still see a lot of them out right now doing fall work, harrowing and stuff like that. Uh but yeah, they'll be getting inputs ready for next year. So if you've if you've got some things you need, crop input related. Synergy AG can get you looked after now. So when April comes around and there's some good moisture and you're putting the crop in, you're ready to go. Let's go. Uh, I only have one shout out currently. And again, I was at a wedding and this gentleman came up to me, Don Foshu from Prince Albert. He used to be a big PA Minto guy. He used to help out with the Mintos back in the day. He came up and he said, hey, love the Monday Nooner. Listen all the time. And, you know, so he was kind of triple A midget. I, and I might screw this up, but it was probably around 10, 15 years ago, right? That he was big in the triple A. So now all those guys, a lot of those guys are playing senior hockey. So he loves it. Gets to hear kind of where this guy is, what that guy is, or guys that he played against. So yeah, nice of Don to come up and uh, shoot the shit at a wedding. Had a, had a whiskey, listen to some stories. So yeah, Don Foshu, a little shout out action. Hey. I got a shout out, Buzz. Just a shout out to all these guys and gals that are getting these senior teams fired up. Like, that can't be easy. And, like, here in the Div 3 stuff, couple freaking divisions down there now. Like, it's unreal. Like, big shout out to everybody getting these things fired up and getting them rolling again, reviving some of these small towns. I think it's awesome. I want to give a shout out to uh, Sasky Weapon. We actually reached out to her to try to get her on the show this summer and didn't uh, work out. Would love to maybe get her. On in the future, if if she gets some spare time, probably busy now for the season. But Jessica Campbell is a female coach for the uh, Coachella Valley. What are they? The Firebirds in the American Hockey League? I think that's what it is, yeah. She became the first female. There was her and one other gal, but special kudos to her as a Sasky gal from Rokenville. Uh, she was behind the bench for the Seattle Kraken in a preseason game, which nice. is the first time a uh, female has ever done that and awesome. i know a few people who know her and and they said like there is no like she's earned every opportunity nothing's been given to her at all she's uh totally deserves everything she's gotten and she's going to be a fantastic coach and 
few people told me they said within a few years she will be on an NHL bench oh. full time. That's uh that's unreal. That's that's what I've heard about her. So kudos to uh, her Sasky gal. And there's a good chance I'm going to be opening a gate for a U13 female preseason game. That's probably the closest I'm going to get to the bench <laughs> this year. So she just crushed me for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't fuck up that gate open. Yeah. That's always what. Oh, this thing sticks. I'm screwed. You're gonna get a, too many, too many oh, girls penalty. Do you have at least a, up in the air. The dad leather cow gloves that clap oh, real loud. Pa- packing them for sure, and they're gonna be like like that the yellow ones too, right? They yeah, can't the be cow. Gotta be the cowhide ones. Yeah. I remember opening gate in gates in like Adam. And it's just an absolute tire fire in and out. You got to watch your toes because these kids give two fucks. They They're step buzzing. on whatever they're going. Oh, yeah, I got a few. Luckily, my toes are disgusting. So, Boys anyway. are busy opening the link gates all year. <laughs> uh, shout outs for Synergy AG, your local crop input retailer. Um, do you have anything this episode, any of you guys, for the tirade or collectible corner or very stupid question corner for high tech? No, do you got one? Well, it's more of a story. I sent Good. you guys a video. I got to tell you a story about it. it. Shane, you watched the video because I saw yeah. you laughing. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, if you didn't watch that video, you watch do I it. Need, do I need volume? Uh, no, you don't no. need volume. Okay. This gives you the scope. So, uh, yeah, this is for high tech profiles uh, when it comes to uh, cutting metal and uh and steel and anything in between. anything and then we got to go down there they want to have us through we've already mentioned that we got to get through there but any anything you can think of metal wise they can do it they can fabricate it cut it bend it anything you need and you they make unreal fire pits i if- see they're also sponsoring the pat canadians it's the high-tech player profile that's all good little name i was thinking man one of these weeks we should do a player profile of some sort for high-tech this yeah. senior hockey player guzzled 48 beer last weekend. Team went 2-0 and in the Long Lake. And they also they also are sponsoring the U13 AA Regina White female uh, workout workouts for the girls this year, paying for them for the for the ladies. So yeah, big shout out to them. They're just a community group. Love them. Really, thanks so much to High Tech. Okay, so here's the story. And I was going to tell this when we were talking about $10 and, and the play now, <laughs> the bet and all this. So I sent you the video. If you guys have ever, or anyone out there has ever gone to Las Vegas, and it's near kind of the North Strip, uh, kind of across from Resorts World now, Gordo, El, uh, Gordo's Tacos. And it is, it's something else. To explain how many tacos these guys and girls um, produce on it tacos el gordo is the exact name sorry so in vegas it's always lined up you're always like what the hell is that what's going on it says taco place cabbies always tell you or uber guys so we're in san diego last week and they have a tacos el gordo right in the gas lamp so the first night you know there's nothing nothing to eat boys are hungry flight got in late few pints we have to go to this place it is lined up like it is crazy two in the morning crazy lined up so I'm that guy. I hate standing in lines and I know Brandon, you're kind of not, you know, you're kind of just like, whatever, go with the flow. I hate it. I'll be like, what is it going to take to get us past this 45 minute line over to where the steak and pork tacos are so we can get in and out of this place. So there's this gentleman standing at the door and I'm with four guys. I whip out an American 10, $10. (laughs) I give it to this guy. 
and I'm like, Hey, can we get for the steak and pork quicker here? Like, can you get us in line? He goes, see, see, doesn't speak a lick of English. <laughs> Takes that 10 so fast, puts it in his pocket and then points t- t- for us to go over there. And we're, I'm like, okay, now we're in business. We go, he points upstairs. We're at the back of the line. The $10 did absolutely nothing. We are, <laughs> we, we are upstairs in the back of this line. So for the rest of the trip, these guys jap me so hard about this. They're like, we're golfing or we're waiting for an Uber. Or they go, hey, Shink, why don't you go over there and uh, give that guy 10 bucks and then uh, we'll just walk away. <laughs> I was like, okay, so if anyone's ever going to the Tacos El Gordo anywhere. Don't whip out the 10. Yeah, they, it might not work. So I, I had that story for uh, for high That's tech, uh, high tech <laughs> profiles. Um, and Were they before, worth the wait though or what? It's an experience. I sent you the video. You you have to experience it. Like the tacos are good, but I I would I would like to know how many they make in a day. That'd be like crazy. Thousands upon thousands, and it's just an opera. It's just an operation that's next to next to nothing. Wonder if Strummer's ever gone there. Oh, guaranteed. That place for is like sure he does. Super famous. Um, before we get into the interview, we have to mention. Nobody has always we always mention these guys late in the show, but we have some gear coming. It is oh, gear yeah. season, so our official giveaway, clothing, official clothing sponsor is always GB Construction. Thanks to them again for jumping on board. We got some shirts, some new shirts, some returning uh, shirts that people still want. So we got to get those done. And the hats, trucker hats, right? We're going to go with the switch it up maybe a bit. That'd be nice. Yeah. And none of that happens without our friends at GB Construction. They're busy right now. I, uh, I watched the Instagram page. They work all over. Like they are oh, yeah. in, in every province, they're moving earth. Oh, like it's huge, they they get shit done. Yeah. And you got you got to know what you're doing there. Always supporting local communities. So, gear coming up. Watch the uh, Nooner Twitter and Instagram. We're gonna have some giveaways. And thanks to GB Construction for all the gear as always. Let's get into it. Original sixteen, Great Western Brewing, bring us this interview this week. Of course, teams. There are. I'm not going to give the number yet, but over 100 senior hockey teams in Saskatchewan. Quite a few of them are on the Great Western Original 16 beer deal, but there's still room for improvement. We want to set a record this year. So as you get ready for the season, you got your league scheduling uh, meetings, you're getting your players locked in. Reach out to your local Great Western representative. Reach out to us. We'll get you in contact and get signed up for that kickback deal because you're going to be drinking all winter oh, yeah. anyway. Going to be guzzling for sure. Yeah, Starting in about a month here, senior hockey going to be underway. Just over a month is kind of what it looks like. But get signed up for that beer deal. Let's toss it over to the interview. A legend on the Saskatchewan hockey scene, a legend uh, all over, Bob Strum. Okay, let's get this thing rolling here because, man, you're already telling us stories that we got to we gotta go. Joining us, uh, long time coming. Uh, for this interview, and we've had a lot of requests to get this man on the Monday Nooner podcast, Bob Strum. Thanks so much for joining the Monday Nooner, Bob. Where are you these days? Are you in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. I've been here, actually. I've had a place here since uh, 93 when I came down to run the, the Thunder, and I worked in the NHL for 13, 14 years, but I always kept my place here, so yeah. So we were just talking. You kind of you were born in Saskatoon, moved to Regina, then back to Saskatoon. That's the ticket? 
yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, a year in Swift Current, where I was all world. And then uh, you know, they sent me back to Saskatoon because I was too good for the Swift Current Minor Hockey Association. You know? <laughs> so what? Uh, where did you play? Where did you play your minor hockey in in Saskatoon mostly? Like what? Yeah, uh, do you remember yeah. the team and the name yeah. and the, well, the area? I played, the, I played in the Playgrounds League, and then I played uh, uh, with the Saskatoon Red Wings. We won the provincial bantam championship and i i don't remember what uh, <laughs> what year it was but we we had some uh we had we had a real good team denny schneider was our goaltender of course and and uh and murray uh osborne is still around saskatoon he he was we had we had a real good team we yeah we beat north battle for they had uh three future nhlers on that team shepherd and hoganson and those guys and then we kick Yorkton's butt in the provincial final. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And before that, it was a playground league, it was called. And and uh, you know, we when that was when we were, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years old. And we you know, as long as it wasn't below 20 below, the games weren't canceled. Can you yeah. believe that? That's... And we used to be like if the if it was 21 below, the referees wouldn't work and we'd be upset, man. And you uh yeah, you said you were QE, Q, Queen Elizabeth, and then yeah. John Lake, and then an Aiden Bowman Bear. Did you play? Yeah. Did you play football then? No, 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 no. I did not. Uh, um, I had some health issues uh, through that period of time. I was ma- a manager, assistant coach, real coach of the provincial basketball championship with Ralph Schoenfeld leading the way. We beat the Jacoby brothers out of Regina in the final, <laughs> and. Uh, no, I and then I was uh, I was uh, on the student council, ran ran the show, ran the school in grade yeah. twelve. You know how that is. <laughs> <laughs> so so your hockey career then, like like how does that transpire? Well, I I uh, I came back, played junior B. I was so bad when I came back, my dad wouldn't come and watch me play, and so I. <laughs> I, Aiden Bowman, they were they were going to throw the Aiden Bowman juvenile team out of the league. They were such rousters, and so I went to the president of the uh, of the uh, juvenile league. I, I don't know, I was twenty or twenty one, and uh, said, "Look, I'll take over the team." They said, "Bob, you don't want to do that." I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do that." But Bowman's got to have a team in the league, man, and so that was my first go at it, and and the. <laughs> The great, my management career came to the fore right away. I knew Lynn Bannister, who was coaching the Huskies. And I said, Lynn, look, give me your two first cuts, or last cuts, I mean, your two depth players. I'll find billets for them in the Aiden Bowman area. So they're eligible to play on my juvenile team. (laughs) And, 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 we we actually the, the league was so upset, and uh, right away, strummer the strummer popularity <laughs> dipped a little bit, and uh, we made the playoffs. Yeah, we made the playoffs, and and uh, what a, what a great group of guys. They, you know, we we had hair. We had three rules. Hair was one. Um, if you couldn't make it, then you had to let me know so that I could bring up a midget player, and. Uh, Three was you couldn't say the F word on the bench. And by the end of the word, we, uh, the end of the year, I was filling up the the word pot because the boys were real good about it. And I was the only one <laughs> giving, giving it the bad one. 
you're already pulling the pulling the tricks on how to get players back then i i love it and then is it uh the late ed chanoth that kind of gives you your start uh, in junior yeah eddie well for sure i i mean the the league office well firstly eddie was the assistant gm in saskatoon and uh, so i knew eddie well he he worked at the college shop i hung out there all the time and i knew all those guys and and so then they he got the commissioner's job, I think he was called initially, and the office was in Saskatoon. So I used to do all the press releases for him, the league stats for him, this and that. And then when uh, when the league office moved to Saskatoon or to Calgary, I was uh, Ed hired me as assistant to the the president. Um, I worked a year in Calgary for him, and then then uh, they put a new team in Billings, Montana, and. Uh, well, Strummer got the GM job through Eddie uh, of the Billings Bighorns. Now, here's a story for you. So the Billings Bighorns, okay? What is the, you know, so they interviewed uh, Brisson, Jerry Brisson, in the, in the Brandon newspaper, predictions for the year, right? I hired Dave King, my buddy, out of... Uh, out Dave Bowman football. Bowman. <laughs> and he was coaching the football team there. And I could tell you a few tricks that the, the, the great, the clean Dave King had. But anyway, um, so Jerry Brisson said, well, they said, uh, I don't know how many games Billings will win. They got a former newspaper guy as the GM and a former school teacher as the coach. <laughs> hey, went to the league final, <laughs> lost to Ernie's New Westminster bruisers uh in the league final and king was named coach of the year yeah that was uh, my that was my that was my our first foray dave and i we uh, were two, two years in billings and then dave uh went to the university of saskatchewan to coach the huskies and uh the pinder family and ross sneath and and will klein out of regina bought the pats and i'd grown up with the pinders in saskatoon and uh they asked me if i would come to Regina and be the GM of the Regina Pats. Well, are you serious? I mean, that's what that, that, that that's the greatest junior franchise in the West for sure, and maybe all of Canada. So I was gung ho and ready to go, and uh, and uh, <laughs> you know the rest is history. We, we we had a good run, man. Yeah, the Pats were pretty bad when you took them over, weren't they? They we they were last, and. Uh, we traded for Bart Hunter, the goaltender out of Portland, and 20-year-old. And uh, we got a little lucky. Mike Blaisdell came back from the University of Wisconsin and scored 70. Uh, Jock Calendar came back from Providence College and uh, and uh, won the scoring race a year or two later. And a kid named Ronnie Flockhart had been playing in the BC Junior League. I knew Ronnie, and, and I knew of him, let's say that. He'd played a few games in Madison Hat and went back. Well, Howie Morenz was alive and well in Ronnie Flockhart's body. I'm not kidding you. He 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 was the Philadelphia Flyers came in and signed him after three months to an NHL contract. Yeah. So, you know, we we got we got we had a little luck involved and uh, we had a bit of a we had a we started okay. And um I think we were 500 after, I don't know, 15, 16, 18 games, something like that. And I was working late one night and um, <clears throat> driving home from the Agrodome and had the radio on. And this, uh, we had a 
12 o'clock curfew as long as the guys had the hair. It was either haircuts or curfew, right? And of course they took haircuts. And um, the, the DJ says, oh man, I just came back from the greatest party I've ever been to in my life. All the Regina Pats were there. I met this guy. <laughs> I met that guy. Well, it's like 12.15 at night. I worked, you know, late and I was just going home. <laughs> so Brian Murray, my, my man, hired him, went on to 614 wins, 620 wins, sorry, in the National Hockey League, Coach of the Year, Executive of the Year in the NHL. Brian was great. Anyway, so I said to Brian, they're all fined 100 bucks. So Brian goes down. Now, they they don't make, you know, I don't, they hardly made more than that, right? <laughs> so he goes down the dressing room the next day and he comes back up. Now, I, I'm, Brian's no dumb. He comes back up and he said, look, the boys want a chance to earn their money back. $25 to win. You know, and if they win four in a row, they, they don't have to give you any money. Well, of course, of course, they won four in a row. Now he comes up and he, he says, the boys want to keep it going. I said, what do you mean they want to keep it going? Well, they want to keep it going. Nine in a row. I had to give them each 125 bucks instead, <laughs> instead of taking 100 of their money. And we went on and she was gassed from there. Uh, all the way to story, what, eh? is that young the way guy, right? is that young men or what right there man <laughs> man you had a knack for finding good coaches dave king and then you go to regina and you get brian murray yeah i i think i'm the only guy let me let me see if i can figure this out for you dave king brian murray butch scoring in spokane i was overseeing portland travis green in Portland, Mike Johnson, Portland. I think I'm the only guy that's put five, five head coaches in the National Hockey League. Yeah, wow. You know, let let's go let's go back to Dave. Uh, yeah. Got to know him. Got to know him well. Uh, you know, visit him at the lake and and all that. What early on, what what did you see in Dave? And then as he progressed, you know, why is he just so legendary? Dave had fire that people didn't see him. We, we in him. We we went to university together. We. We we have a, a pact, him and I, that he can't tell any Bob Strum stories and I can't tell any Dave King stories. That's just the way <laughs> it is. But I can tell you, when he was coaching Aiden Bowman, Walter Murray at that time was the team, eh? the other team. Blaine Knoll was the coach there at that time. You remember Blaine? So, I mean, they were, they were wars. And Kingster used to put his guys on the bus and get to Holiday Park early. And, and you know, if... The home team warmed up at one end and the visiting team warmed up at the other end. Well, Bowman would get there first and Dave would have his guys warm up at the wrong end on purpose. So, you know, they would, Walter Murray would come rolling over the, the hill. I think it was Murray. Maybe it was Hardy. I'm not sure. I think it was Walter Murray. It might've been Evan Hardy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They'd come rolling over the hill there, you know, the, the holiday park bowl there. And, Bumman would be have all their stuff at the at the wrong bench, <laughs> up in the wrong end, and Blaine would be so furious. It it was unbelievable. That that just an old one one Dave King drug. But Dave was just a winner. He was a winner, man. Like he was so smart, fundamentally, strategically. And when when he came, when I hired him, he, when I hired him, in fact, he was coaching, I think, the junior B's. 
in uh, in Saskatoon at the time, and Jack McLeod was upset, saying, "Oh, I was going to hire Dave. Good luck." And and um, you know, he Kingster just you know, so he, it wasn't like he'd never coached hockey before, and he was just he was shrewd. He 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 took coaching quite honestly. And this is no disrespect to all my buddies in the league, the, the Johnny Chapmans and these guys. He took the league to another level in terms of strategy, fundamentals. Um, and we just, you know, we he we had a we had a good team. We didn't have a great team, but he took us to the league, right to the league final the first year. It was unbelievable. And then Ernie beat us four straight. I mean, we'd made the mistake of beating the West earlier in the season, in the regular season, in Queens Park. I think we beat them like 7-2 or 7-3. That was a big mistake. So they came in and they gave it to us and they won the league. But yeah, Dave, Dave, and, I, Dave, Dave and I, I mean, I just knew we knew each other real well. He trusted me in terms of my knowledge of players and, and the matrix of putting, I used to put teams together when I was 10 years old on my mother's typewriter. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Anyway, what, that, one, and, one, uh, crazy or just off the wall coaching decision you've seen Dave King make? Can't tell you. <laughs> okay, man of his word. Cannot, like cannot tell you that story, and it's a beauty, but I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. what a that one's buried. That's that one's buried in the bowels of the Yellowstone Metra in Billings, Montana. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I I heard a story once, and I, and I think it was about Bob Strum. Can't be that. True. You, you, true. you had uh, <laughs> man, you had a way of getting players, like you said, with the juvenile the juvenile team. Did you like change a kid's birth parents or something like that to <laughs> to get a kid to play? Or there was a oh that that's a great story. That that's a, that's a great story. Can you tell that one? Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Oh, that yeah. one. It's on me. So yeah, no, they we had uh, we had Al McKinnis in Regina actually for a year. Yes, that Al McKinnis. I flew to <laughs> Halifax and recruited him. He was him and Garth Butcher were probably the two best sixteen-year-old defensemen in in the country. And um, <clears throat> so, and Al came. He played for the Pat Blues. He was six. No, there were not sixteen-year-olds. Just didn't play in the Western League in those days. But so he played for the Pat Blues, the tier two team, and and he uh, played two games for us. And then he got drafted by a Kitchener in the Ontario League and the Western League made us send him to Kitchener. That one, that that's a pretty good player, NHL Hall of Famer. <laughs> so the next year, Gary Lehman was from Toronto, drafted by Niagara Falls. So Gary was coming out to Notre Dame, met with him and his dad. And I said, Let, let's keep the options open. I'll put you on the list and in the West here. And you get a surrogate family in Wilcox. And in a year in advance, if you do that, then you can switch regions, right? So lo and behold, Gary's at our training camp. The next year, Eddie phones me, Eddie Schnell phones me and said, Bob, Bob, <laughs> get Lehman on a plane to Niagara Falls. I said, Ed, do you want me to fax you the parent forms or do you want me to just put them in the mail? 
Gary Lehman, 50 goal scorer in the National League. Gary played the hound line, played forward the first year, Durkatch, Byers, and Lehman. And the next year, Butchie went pro, and I think Altour, we lost a couple. I think Altour went pro. And so we, we, so we moved Lehman back to defense. He, I think he broke Vici's record for points by a defenseman at, or close and was named defenseman of the year in the Western Hockey League. He never played defense before in his life. That's, he's, he's the best athlete. I the Riders had a, a tryout, a, a publicity stunt tryout for a punter. And Lehman went and they wanted to sign him. <laughs> That's true. That's a true story. He averaged like 49, in those days, 49, 50 yards a kick on 10 kicks. He was an unbelievable. Those kids used to play <laughs> in the spring baseball league. And uh, what was the name of this high school where uh, where we had those guys? Like uh, Crystal, Frankie Crystal was uh, was the athletic director there. Anyway, um, and and we, um, Lehman was on real. He, he, he played shorts. I mean, the guy was just an unbelievable athlete. So anyway, that's a long part. Of, sorry, that's an elongated story that you were looking for. Yeah, we. Wow. That's an all timer. Like that yeah. is fucking such. Like I, that, I that, the, the league took McKinnis from us. So we just said, well, two can play that game. And no one challenged you on it. Oh, God. What was he going to do? It was all legal. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the family's name? Ah, gee, I wish I could. He was a, like the assistant sports director out there. Real oh. good. I wish I could remember. <laughs> so you you had uh, you had a chance early on there, or when when you're with the Pats, a, ch- a chance to to represent Canada. Was that at the that was at the World Juniors? Yeah, eighty two. We won the first. Uh, uh, I was GM, and and uh, Sherry Bastion was my sidekick. But we we both ran it, and. Uh, and yeah, there's and and um yeah that, that was a big thrill like Canada never won the world junior and so we got Kingster to coach Mike Keenan was supposed to but he turned pro so we got the, we got the old band together and uh yeah no it was uh I remember Keenan saying you know talking to the guy and saying well boys we came to get a medal and Sherry one of the great orators of our time stands up and said I didn't come to get a Metal, I came to get a gold medal. And and the boys were unreal. Yeah. We we had uh we beat Sweden. they'd finished like sixth the year before. So our first three games were Finland, Sweden, Russia. And we beat beat we beat Finland. We beat Sweden with two late goals. And then we on national TV on Boxing Day, we beat the Russians seven nothing. Ah, uh, that's you know, we we had we had Garth Butcher on a few yeah. weeks, uh, a couple months ago, yeah. and he tells the story how he was a late addition. How is your uh, recollection of the story of getting Garth Butcher late to come down to Minnesota? Well, this one really caused a stink. <laughs> Cut Al McKinnis and added Garth Butcher. Why? <laughs> yeah, what happened? Do not, do not say anymore, please. Do not. <laughs> Do not get into that one. <laughs> yeah, but see, and we, and you know what? When I got back to the league meeting, Eddie, 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 Eddie was so upset with me on some stuff. Oh my God. Like, 
Paul Sear, the late Paul Sear, God bless him, um, we needed a left winger. So I, I got Paul's number from Mark Morrison. And uh, he said, oh, Shoop, he won't, Jack Shoop, he won't let him come. He barely let me come. I said, well, give me his number anyway. So I phoned Paul and I said, you want to, we need a left wing. You want to come and play? He said, I can. Jack won't let me. I said, what's he going to do about it when you're above Calgary in an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why did you guys get rid of McKinnis? Well, really, Al was, he didn't have a great camp. Okay. But, but having said that, we should have, he should have been on the team. We, we should have kept seven defensemen. I can't. I can't get into the politics of it. Just let me. No, seriously. Uh, in today's world, I mean, I just can't get. Anyway, Al didn't have a great camp. Put it that yeah. way. And um, you know, the Kinger wanted a little more stout on the back end. And of course, I'm wheeling my guy in for the Christmas break. <laughs> you know, he plays on the weekend for Regina. I wheel him in Monday for the World Juniors. Oh my God. And and so, yeah, it it was uh, yeah that was a big that that's top. You run in the Regina Pats, winning a gold medal, winning the Western Hockey League. Those, those are those are top end thrills of a guy's career. And I'm old now. I'm old and 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 get gray and and uh, such a great time. The '80s, really, you know, great World Junior stories too. But the bottom line is, we won the gold. They didn't have the Canadian anthem there, so we sang it on the blue line, arm in arm, and they've been doing it ever since. That's incredible. Yeah. Hey, you mentioned you mentioned the name Mike Keenan earlier, and I'm surprised you didn't swear under your breath because I'm sure you still uh, aren't too happy with the Memorial Cup, right? That was 1980 when no, you guys we had the best team, but you know we lost a couple. The problem there was we sold out. And we, there were co-hosts, us and Brandon. Well, we sold out. We won, you know, as we were going, we won it. And and so I said, Daddy, Daddy, like, just bring all the games to Regina. We'll sell them out in 48 hours. Like, why, you know, Brandon was half full and this and that. And he wouldn't do that. And we lost, we lost a couple of tough ones in Brandon. One in overtime, maybe both in overtime to Cornwall and, and uh, Peterborough. But we had the best team. And, and we just, you know, we just, let out the throttle too late, ripped Cornwall apart in our last game. We're the, I think we're the only team in hockey history to win their last game and not be the champions. <laughs> so for people not familiar, you guys won that game and then, and Peterborough played Cornwall and they were yeah. up going into the third and speculated that they let them come back and win so that you guys would be eliminated and those two teams would play in the final, which Cornwall went on to win correct yeah, that was that was karma that was beautiful yeah yeah in overtime cornwall beat them yeah that is but, but we they didn't want i guess they you know i know i mean i've talked to guys and let's leave it at that i mean they, they, two or three of their top players were on the bench with their skates untied i mean that's that's a fact yeah. so anyway let it be that was um, a tough, that was a tough one yeah so many, so many great Pat players and, and a guy that we we had on the podcast. Um, and every time we have one of his former teammates on, we got to we got to ask because we, we truly believe if it was this day and age, he'd be scoring, you know, 45 plus goals in the NHL. 
just a different era, but Dale Durkatch. And as far, you know, away from the cliches that everyone else talks about, like when, when you talk about Dale Durkatch, you know, what do you say? The best. Two words. The best ever. Three words. Sorry for me. And we had Wick and him and Wick was a great player too. And Wick was a, a big NHL uh, style center iceman. Dale was unbelievable. He, he, he did things and, and not only was he a good player, but he was a team guy and his guys loved him. And he, you know, he just, he was, I'll, I'll tell you one story here. So we're playing medicine hat on a Friday night. <clears throat> we're in first place, but they're maybe five, six points behind us. I get a call at home from some girl. They could get your phone number in those days and said, if you want to, if you want to catch the boys out there at the B-52 lounge, and it's a Tuesday. So I roll into the B-50 in the back door, and just as I'm rolling in, Jamie Reeve, my goaltender, <laughs> let's have another round of pitchers. The little guy won't be checking tonight. <laughs> I roll in, and I go, oh, yes, he will, and walked out the front door. So I called... I call, I called Dale into my office the next day, and I said, uh, "Dale, if you were me, like, what would you do? What would you do?" He said, "Leave it up to me, Stringer." I think he had five. He had, I think he had three. It was like five one or five nothing at the first period. He had three and two. He leans back in the bench and he winks at me. You know, it, I, I don't know. I think he had seven or eight points in the game. It was. You know, leave it up to me. Okay, Dale. Thank you. Yeah. No. So it, he, he was he was he was so good and so energetic and so much fun to be around. And and you know what? We stay in touch to this day, 40 years later. I mean, he, he's like one of my surrogate sons, him and Alcor, <laughs> all these guys. I mean, they Nevin Markwart, Lyndon Byers, they all they all, you know, Bobby all Lowe's. Stu Grimson, Darren Veach, they all stay in touch. They, it, that, that's a bigger thrill for me than than all the games we won. You Is you it, watch a lot of you watch a lot of NHL games and, and have scouted NHL, you know, in the last 10 years. Um what player in the NHL would remind you of Dale Durkatch right now if you could, you know, turn back time and or turn I guess forward and put Dale in this day and age? Who in the NHL? Nobody. <laughs> but if I had to I guess Patrick Kane, if I had to 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 find somebody that Dale was capable of doing the things that that guy did during his illustrious career, I'm not sure if he's coming back or not. But I, I guess that would be the guy for me. Yeah. Did you give Stu Grimson a nickname, the Grim Reaper? Absolutely. Just popped into your head one day or or what? I guess. I don't know. When we, <laughs> when we were young and we played ball and we tried out in the summertime for ball, I was okay, but, you know, and the coach used to rock around the outside of the circle. You know, there are like 30 guys there and he's got to pick, what, 15 or 18? And we'd say, here comes the Grim Reaper. <laughs> you know, and so we just, uh, yeah, and Grimmer, well, what a terrific, what a terrific life he's had. Uh, you know, from from a tough kid, went to university, uh, played pro, went back to university, got his law degree, 
worked for the Players Association, worked in Nashville for a while. Now he's on the NHL Network as a commentator. I'm so proud of Grimmer. Yeah. And yeah. And, it, and if he wouldn't have been in that fight outside the movie theater that one day, who knows what would have happened? Or was it a school? No, no. Oh, Glenn, Dirk, Glenn Dirk, our head scout out of BC, Dirky, and the best of the best, man. Yeah. He saw Grimmer uh, give it to somebody outside the movie theater. In, in Gr- playing like Junior B. In, in Grimmer's words, he, he beat up a few rig pigs in Kamloops. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the funny thing is, and this, let me tell you this story. I hope it's not too long. But so Stan, his dad, comes in after camp and says, uh, I'm taking my kid home. You're not going to make a goon out of my kid. And he beat up everybody at training camp. So <laughs> on the way home, I don't know, they stopped and Stan went into the latrine. In the meantime, Grimmer calls me collect on a payphone. Says, Mr. Strum, don't give my job away. I'll be back. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, true. So he did. And and um, so I don't know, eight years later, 10 years later, maybe, I'm in Vancouver. I'm at the Canucks-Blackhawks game. And Grimmer is playing for the Blackhawks. Stan is in the audience, in the crowd. So during warm-up, I slide down beside Stan and I say, I guess it's not okay for two hundred a month, but it's okay for two hundred thousand a year. Unconstanted, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bob. Yes, sir. Thank you for everything you did for my son. Oh, uh, that's a great, great story. I'm supposed to ask you how fifty-fifties uh, worked back in the day. Uh well, I don't know. It was all cash, so. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh, another that, one. I, mean, uh, I, I don't know what kind of answer you wanted, but uh, <laughs> the book's always balanced. Put it that way. Did you know back then that, like, I mean, you would have known at the time, but did it surprise you that Barry Trotz went on to have the career he's had? Trotzy. Hey, boys, you know who Al McInnes' roommate was? Trotzy. He told that, he told that story. Barry, he had a podcast. Barry Trotz. And he's going into the Hall of Fame once he's done. 914 coaching. Third all-time in coaching wins in the NHL. Now he's a GM in Nashville. And he'll be in the Hall of Fame when he's done, too. Him and him and Al together, yeah. So, um, and a good, good guy, too. Trotsy, Trotsy called and said, can I come? I'm on my way to Swift Current. He was going to college. Swift Current was a Tier 2 team in those days. And he said, do you mind if I come to camp? I said, no. Have at it. So they lose the blue and white game 4-3. The game's over. Somebody, I don't know whether he knew the guy or not, said something to him on the way off the ice. And we had Trotsy on the cut list, Brian and I. And he kicks the crap out of the guy when the game's over. Brian leans over to me and he said, do you think we should switch Trotsy from the cut list to the keep list? (laughs) (laughs) I said, that's a pretty good idea. And oh. he played that's true, true story. And he and he and he played well for us and went on. Sharp guy. You know, real, you know, nobody can predict that for someone there. But he 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 was a very, very intelligent guy, intelligent player, played hard. Um and 
you know, he went, to, he coached in the American League for a long time. David loved him, brought him into Wash, um, yeah. brought him over to Nashville, um, whatever. Yeah. So I, I also heard a story, and I know this is true once, that in, in your tenure, there was. Were there the, any the, good stories that you heard? The, the, <laughs> sign, the sign at the top of the Agrodome there. Oh, you know, my that, God. That gondola this... coach wanted or something. What's that story? That's true. Well, you know, the we'd want it the or that's not please, please, can we go by eighty-four? Can we go by that? Please. Yes. That's the cam loops. Yeah. Yes. Can we go by yeah. that? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So the next year, we started like a ball of fire. Really. And um, I don't know, I made a dumb comment at some point in time that this team might be better than last year's team. We proceed to lose, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine in a row. Get to the Agrodome. First, I think it was the first game back after the Western swing, which was tough. Coach wanted apply within, no experience necessary. Word for word, the full length of one side of the Agrodome. So I sent Fedzi and Nielsen up to t- tear it down, you know, the, to the two kids. But, but, yeah, that's true. I, I I remember it word for word. Forty years later, that is so so funny. Okay, so um, you depart Regina eighty five eighty six, and you yeah. end up with the Sudbury Wolves. Yeah, that you know what? Woulda, coulda, shoulda, wish, wish I woulda, right? But I was looking for a new challenge. I, I felt like I'm young. I'm ambitious and ignorant and and all those things you know what we are when we're that age and felt that if i could pull off some magic in the ohl it would get me closer to the national hockey you know that that that's the reason i went so i worked there for two and a half months they never paid me so you know i flew in i'm i'm carrying like i don't know some expense expenses and they never paid me and I'd met with the team and everything. Yeah, they they we they had a good team. We we'd have we'd have done good. Well, anyway, I, I finally phoned the 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 people that hired me and said, "Look, if I don't have a check for the money you owe me by Friday, I'm not coming." And uh, well, Bob, you know, uh, um, I can't remember the guy's name. So and so is going on a. On a cruise, he's in Greece right now. When he gets back, we'll look after it. Uh, I go, no, 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 no. If I don't have the money, I'm not coming. Well, they didn't pay me, so I didn't go. And and of course, you know, oh, Bob Strum's an idiot. This that it, that was one of the black marks. Obviously, you get ripped down there and this and that. But that that I had a wife and three kids, and they weren't paying me a ton of money. To go to Sudbury, I wanted to go for the challenge. I liked it. They were up north. They were like the Flynn Juan of the of the <laughs> OHL man. We were gonna we were gonna do it up big, and uh, it just yeah, I didn't I didn't go yeah, and and that then then I ended up coming back yeah, uh, um, and actually going into Spokane. I was off a year and then went in into Spokane. Yeah. yeah. This story's been told three or four times on our podcast, but I do want to get it on from your perspective. And I'm sure you've told this story a thousand times. Maybe you're sick of telling it. I don't know. But when you were with the Pats, there was an epic brawl against the Brandon Weed Kings when Les Jackson came down from the press box. He was the GM of Brandon and and went after you on the bench. Yep. Uh, what, what 
what happened there from you from your perspective? Well, I you know, I mean, you've seen Houdini do his work, haven't you? <laughs> Under submerged in water, get out of the chains. I just did a front flip out of the suit jacket and Trapper stepped in between us and the boys were all giving it to me, you know, in the in the uh, dressing room after for not going at it. And I said, hey, boys, it's a lot easier to buy a new suit jacket than it is to fix a broken nose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, classic. Yeah, that's true, so there are no, I mean, yeah, he came down and he would, Lester and I have laughed about that. And, and so there were no punches thrown or anything, but I certainly was, was Houdini asked in getting out of my suit jacket yeah. from behind. Yeah. 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 At the time he was fined a thousand dollars and suspended indefinitely. Was that a lot? That was a pretty big fine back then. I'd imagine. I guess, really. you know, I, I probably totaled way more than that over the years. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, it, it, hey, uh, that's what the 50, 50 money's for. Well, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, you're, you're yeah. grinding on that, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Get anything out of it, I can tell you. That. Time, uh, time to move on. Spokane, uh, Spokane for four years, and then you finally get the call to go to the NHL. Yeah, uh, with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, yeah. were, were there a number of options for you, Bob, or, or was that you know the only option at that point? And and how excited? And what do you remember about getting that call? Well, it was Brian. You know, Brian Murray. That's how the hockey business works. And um, you know, he he was he was going into Detroit as the GM, and so. Uh, he phoned me and asked me if I'd go in and, you know, basically help him and be his sidekick, I guess. But we we changed the scouting there. The funny thing is that the Rinknet, the major, the major scouting um, source of all most NHL teams, um, uses the uh, scouting rating system that we put in Detroit. In uh, yeah that year and and uh i i don't want to get into it but there was numbers involved and the low numbers were the best players and i said brian we got to add another category and we've got to flip it so the high numbers are the best players and then we can total up the teams and see who the best teams are plain and simple as that uh, matrix yeah. you know and 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 if you check uh, i still got the original letterhead that nancy beard typed out in Detroit that that uh, spelled out the whole adjustment, the the definitions of the different categories and everything. Yeah, so yeah, that was fun. That was I was up. You know what? That was the best thing that ever happened because I was a Western leaguer. All the Western league players were the best. Blah blah blah. I traveled up and down the highway into the Quebec League, into the Ontario League, saw some American League games, saw the NHL live, <clears throat> and it just rebooted my my career, my knowledge of what had to be done in order to uh, to work at that level. I wasn't ready. I, I don't think. I mean, I was ready for what I was doing, but I certainly wasn't ready for the aspirations that I had. And then, uh, you know, a few years off after Detroit, and then you get the call to to run the uh, run the show in Las Vegas with the Thunder in the in the IHL. You know, when you if you had to tell tell people that are now big Golden Knight fans, and I'm sure you're down there about this IHL team, the Thunder, like how do you explain that to people? Because it was, you know, it was a popular team. I remember a lot of people, especially Canadians, going down. And you know, I remember family friend Randy Smith played on the team. And yep, yep. Um, you know, how do you how do you explain you know how popular that kind of cult niche market that 
the Thunder had in Vegas years ago? Well, on weekends, we, we played in a basketball arena. We played at the Thomas, Thomas and Mac and practiced at the Santa Fe. Hundred <laughs> percent, and and uh, you know, so on weekends we'd have eight, nine, ten thousand people at the game. But during the week, you know, it brought our average down. Uh, but no, I, I had uh, I got the job in uh, the first week in May, and uh, had what May, June, July, August four months to put a team together. We won the league. Thank you very much. But guess what? <laughs> we were the only unaffiliated team in the league. Everybody yeah. else had NHL affiliations. So, I mean, I brought my Western boys in. Um, oh, did you Did you ever? Well, and, and but but like Jean-Marc Richard, for instance, the kid from Quebec, he was defenseman of the year. He was playing in Fort Wayne. And um, I, I flew into, uh, into uh, uh, Quebec City to meet with him and his agent, and he brought a guy with him. And... Um, the guy had just come back from Europe. And um, so he said, yeah, I'll take, I don't, we didn't pay him. We paid him maybe, maybe five grand more than he was making in Fort Wayne. That part of the story, uh, Mark Franke from Fort Wayne, he said, ah, you're ruining the league. Uh, you know, the salary, and you're paying everybody way over the roof. I go, hey, we're paying him the same money you paid him. Let's, let's talk about it. Fort Wayne, Las Vegas. Fort Wayne, Las Vegas. Where are you going to play? Anyway, and the guy he brought with him, who just came back from Europe, all-time leading scorer in the Quebec Major Junior League, Patrice Lefebvre. Best player in the league. So, like I said to you, you got to be you got to be lucky to be good and good to be lucky. And and so I we like and I had great contacts in Europe. And and so my Latvian Belarusian line of third, fourth line guys were playing against all the other team's kids. Wasn't fair. What how do you describe Randy Smith as a player? Former podcast uh guess, like I said, like you know, he Randy had such a le- legend legendary career in the minors and in junior yeah. in Europe. Big skilled guy. I loved Randy. He played well for us. We that was it. We had a big team. We had a skilled team. We had a tough team, and um, you know he, he he was good. You know he just fit right in with with all the guys. I mean our top line of Quinny Lefebvre and Bonk was the best in the league, and then after that we had guys like Goddess and Smith, Mark Abshide, Abby, and yeah, we just wheeled wheeled guys in. A lot of teams. Big, uh... big Jimmy Kite was our captain. Let me tell <laughs> Good you. Good night. Let me tell you this one. So he comes in my office and he, he he says, "Bob, like, why am I here?" And I go, "Hey, Kiter, don't ask me a question you don't want to hear the answer to." He said, "No, I want to know." I go, "Okay." You know, after Kosher gave it to you, everybody thinks you're done. He stood up, he looked at me, pounded my desk and said, you can't teach big and you can't teach mean, and I got both. And he walked out of my office, and I give Kiter credit. You know, all the other affiliated teams, they had kids, but they had tough kids. He fought them all. He fought them all. And he he went back to the NHL, San Jose signed him, and he went back for 
two, three, four more years and made another couple of million dollars. So one of the great people I've ever met. And um, he could, he, you know, he was, he was, we had the Russians in, in Vegas here for one on the, one of those tour games. Tater got the winning goal. It was tied with a couple of minutes left. And, and Butchie put him in front of the net on the power play. He got the winner. I'm sure if you ask Kiter, top th- five, three thrills of all time of his career, that would be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of, lot of teams back then have the, uh, the Vegas flu. They'd come in and uh, you'd get them maybe a little soft the next day. Well, I don't know what kind of flu you're referring to, but it is referred to as Disneyland for adults. And the rides are good, but they're very expensive. <laughs> good Hitch ride. had a guy, I'm trying to think of his name. Oh, darn. Hitch had a guy on his team. And as he's walking out to the bus at the Imperial Palace uh, for the game, he rings the big the big arm, $30,000. That's what he was making to play. So he comes out to the bus and he said, Hitch, I'm going to be late. I just made my salary. <laughs> On the slot machine, I can't find <laughs> it. I can't think of his name. Anyway, he did. He never played that. Uh, uh, so there, there's all kinds of. I mean, yeah. Vegas, Vegas. I mean, does it still have that? You know, they they won the Stanley Cup in six yeah. years, two finals. A good old Western League boy, Kelly McCrimmon, just keeps outsmarting the rest of them. And no yeah. state tax playing Vegas. Why wouldn't a guy, as Wick yeah. would say, hundred percent. Like like. You know, there's what there's Texas, Vegas, Florida, Seattle. There's no ta- no state tax in Seattle and Nashville. Okay, so those are you the know, ones. I mean, yeah, but but you stack those up, and I mean, they, it's a boys, it's a great. I've been here twenty ninety thirty years. I've had a place here, and it's a you know golf. It's been a little hot this summer, but it's a great city. I mean, I plus forty is still better than minus forty, fellas. I can tell you that. What's your what's your what's your go to spot? What's your favorite casino? Probably off strip somewhere. You know what? I don't. Well, I go out to Summerlin. You know, I go to the Red Rock. The Red there. Rocks. I yeah. go, but I I don't I don't partake anymore, fellas. Been twenty five years for me. Nice. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Good and stuff. And you know what you... I'm referring to. Yeah. To, uh, you... Changed my life, and and I'm proud of it. And uh, but in terms of, you know, restaurants, golf, entertainment, and I go, you know, I go Caesars is still my favorite. I mean, it was when I got here and it still is if I if I want to, you know, do you golf? I golf, but I'm not a golfer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Where do you where's your favorite course? Is it is it painted desert because it's across from the old uh, the old practice rink? that's now a theater. No, 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 no. We uh, we go to different places depending on the. uh, but I played, uh, I, I can tell you a real nice story about Jeremy Ronick. Everybody, you know, has things to say about Jeremy. Well, I had his brother on my team here for two years and uh, out of the University of Maine. And and Travis Green is like one of my surrogate sons. And he calls me one day and says, uh, Jeremy and I are going to play Shadow Creek. Do you want to play? I go, I can't afford Shadow Creek. He said, no, no, Jeremy's paying for it for what you did for his brother. Wow, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we played a couple of holes. I couldn't even get it by the long grass. But, uh, 
and and him and Greeny were bombing it. But no, that's the I mean, that's the kind of person that Jeremy Roenick is. Not all yeah, I mean, we all we all have stories we try and stuff in the closet, but that's yeah. the heart that Jeremy Roenick has right there. Yeah. For those of people that don't know, Shadow Creek's probably one of the most exclusive golf courses in America. And I think now she's a thousand bucks around out there to, well, to twirl. It was more than that at that time. Yeah. That's unreal. So then uh, you get into scouting and uh, you scouted for Columbus for a lot of years from, from yeah. 99, 2000, all the way to 2010, 2011. Um, yeah. How much has the scouting game changed, Bob, from even, you know, even when you started with Columbus to, to now? Well, the thing that's changed it the most is analytics. You know, all the teams have analytic departments and this and that, and they have all these numbers. And, hey, I'm all for information if it's telling me something. But, but uh, you know, you got to be eyes on, too. You know what I mean? You got to look a guy in the eye and see if they're alive or hollow. You got to watch a guy play. You got to watch his body language. Um, you know, I'm old school, you know, when it comes to that stuff. So, uh, um, but that's that's how it's changed the most. I think the... Uh, you know, I think probably the staffs are a lot bigger than when when I was director of pro scouting in uh, Columbus. There was me and Pete Deneen, and that was it. And, of course, Dougie and Jimmy Clark and some of the guys saw games. But, uh, you know, we were, we, were, we were pulling in 200 games a year and uh, traveling 120,000 miles, you know. And, and, uh, but, but you know what? When you get to go to Stockholm and Helsinki and Munich and Berlin and Zurich and and uh, Moscow and <laughs> somebody else is paying for it, yeah, it's all right. You know, it's okay. I loved every minute of it, but I, I you know, I was I was twelve years. I couldn't go anymore. It's like playing. I just and they they wanted to make a change anyway. I'm not I'm not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes. And that that I just that was fine with me. I I just couldn't go anymore. Yeah. Or how many points does uh, Connor Bedard get this year? Well, it depends on who he plays with. But if Kaner comes back and he plays between Kane and Hall, he'll get 60. If he plays between Hall and Athanasiu, he'll get 50. If he plays between Hall and Perry, he'll get 40. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> no Sounds disrespect like to anybody. Sounds like you still follow the game pretty closely. Uh, nobody sees more games than I do. You know, I, I work every game, two a night, seven, eight on weekends, season tickets here in Vegas, got an American League team here in Vegas. So, um, you know, if I told you how many games I see, you wouldn't believe me anyway, but nobody sees more than I do. Yeah. Uh, back when you were scouting or through your years or a guy you told someone, you know, to take a flyer on this guy and it it ended up working out. Oh, oh, thank you for this question. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm in Moscow. We got a day off. And our scout over there, Artie, Artie Telepin says, hey, the Cheska B team is playing tonight at Cheska. Do you want to see the rink and go to the game? I said, absolutely. You know, night off. And what are you going to do night off in uh, Moscow? Hire a couple extra bodyguards, you know? So we we uh, we go to the game. It's not a great game, but there's a little guy playing for 
Cheska. And they're down two with, or they're down one with maybe 10 minutes to go, five, 10 minutes to go in the game. No, the, the team, uh, what's his name, uh, the coach? Anyway, only time I've ever seen this. Um, I'm trying to think of the tough guy's name. Anyway, the coach. He, um, the player stayed on the bench during in between periods. They wouldn't go in the dressing room. So anyway, they come out for the third. This guy gets two in about two minutes to win the game. Right-hand shot. Dipsy do. I said to Artie, I said, that's Ray Whitney. That's the Russian Ray Whitney right there. So in the ninth round of the next year's draft, Dougie actually let me announce it, which was a thrill. Big thrill. From Cheska Moscow, Sergei Moziakin. All-time leading scorer ever in the history of the KHL, Sergei Moziak. Couldn't get him signed. Went over and met with him. The wife was calling the shots. He'd played like a handful of games in the Quebec League, if you check it out. Went back. He wasn't coming. But even there were nine rounds at that time. And and so that's the best story I can tell you. Sergei Moziak, captain of the Russian national team, all-time leading scorer in the KHL. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, let me let me tell you the best craft story ever before you go. Okay. Yes. You got yep. time for the oh, best yep. craft story? Okay. So I had Link Gates in Spokane, right? The missing, the missing link. link. The great gator. And, <laughs> and so he's an all-star. You know, he, he's, he's a, he can play. He's off the wall. He's out there. Oh, my God. But anyway, so we... I, I go, I'm standing in the lobby of the Queen Elizabeth Hotel in uh, Montreal for the draft. Gator walks in, he's got two black eyes. I believe Gator, what? He said, well, I was playing ball, and the bat slipped out of the guy's hand. And I said, Gator, Gator, this is Strummer you're talking to, not some fool. Right then, Glenn Sather, who at that point is king of the NHL, walks up and goes, Link Gates? Yes, sir. Glenn Sather. Nice to meet you, Mr. Sather. So he said, uh, and Glenn's, Glenn's the funniest guy, the smartest guy in the league, right? <laughs> he said, well, Link, he said, we were thinking of drafting you. But maybe we'll draft the guy that gave you the black eyes. <laughs> Link looks him straight in the face and goes, well, Mr. Sather, you're going to have to use the whole draft. There were nine of them. <laughs> is that uh, the best ever glenn sather never stuck for a word in his life looked at him turned and walked away <laughs> i was shocked that gator knew there were nine rounds <laughs> oh Oh, God. That's the best That's story awesome. I can tell you, boys. That that is the best story uh, I can That is you've been you've been so so good, man. And again, yeah, you know what? We talked a number of times, and I'm glad we finally got a chance to do this. Well, I wanted you to have fun. I've been a little off the wall here, but uh no, you've you been know, great. I can't I can't get suspended anymore, so I can just tell you whatever I want, right? Yeah. That's right. And you but you and King, right? You guys you and Kinger, you keep those stories locked up. I love it. What one hundred percent ever? You'll never get a Bob Strum story out of Dave King, and you'll never get a well. I sort of told you a couple, but I would never 
Now, we, we have a pact, and that's the way it is, and we've lived by it for how many years is that? 79, 40, 45 years. Yeah. Right on. Thanks so much for joining us, Bob. Hey, boys, it's been a real pleasure. I hope your ratings go, go don't go down after this one. And uh, <laughs> if you need me again to pump them up, just give me a call. Uh, awesome, Strummer. Thank right you. On. Thanks, Strummer. Right, Thank you. All right. Interview wrap-up is for 2020 Geomatics. I hope everybody enjoyed that beautiful uh, session with Bob Strum. What a what a weapon. Stories for uh, days. And yeah. it's crazy how many stories he has. And when you think most of those stories, fellas, are more than 40 years old. It's not like he's recalling things that happened last week. Ingrained, right? Ingrained in the memory. You yeah, you think back of the stuff that he remembers oh. and how it's etched in his brain. Oh, it was a great uh, trip down memory lane. With my Bob favorite, Strum. my favorite was when he said the players were in the B fifty two lounge on a Tuesday. Some <laughs> girl phone. Well, everyone just heard it, but Jamie Reeve, let's get another out of pictures. The little guy ain't coming tonight. <laughs> oh yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, oh man! What's uh, the interview wrap up for uh, for Malcolm? Twenty twenty. He's Malcolm. He's itching to uh, itching to get some golf in before he's surveying land all over and chopping up land. If you do need land surveyed or chopped up in your community or around uh, your RM or whatever, the local people that can do it do it. Twenty twenty geomatics. Get out there and do it all for you. And Malcolm, I uh, can't wait to see you on the golf course sometime soon. If we're going to get him on the course in our match, Barry, we better do it quick because I am piping hot right now. I have dropped four full handicap points in the last six weeks. Wow. wow. Really? Yeah. Your Nine rounds in a row have went into my cap. What? What's wow. the secret? I got a new driver shaft, a lot of fairways, and a lot of fairways turns into a lot of greens on our course, usually only about 100 out. Would would you would you advise me now is the time I should maybe go buy a new driver? I'm in the market for a new driver. I don't know what I should get. But I'd I, get I, the Callaway Paradigm Pro. I, I got the Callaway Paradigm three wood, really like that. I haven't tried it, their driver yet, but uh I need I can just tell, right? You know how here's another story, quick one. Play, <laughs> I play, played Tory Pines last week, fortunate South Course. This, I play join up with these guys. This guy's, I find out at the end, he's 62 years old. He's works at a golf course about an hour north. 62 years old, plays in the senior um national championship, which is in end of October. He outdrove me by 30 or 40 yards on every drive. And I hammered some drives and drove up thinking that was my ball. And and it was like it was so awesome because this 62, he was he was well put together. He goes, uh, no, you're back there by that bunker. And I'm like, how the fuck are you hitting it so far? And I don't know if his club was like super hot, but any South Course Tory Pines out drives me all day. Nice guy. Fantastic. Shot one under. Wow. <laughs> was that something to watch? So yeah, I need a driver. I've come to the conclusion. So you're saying this Callaway paradigm? Really rounding into form right at the end of the year. Right in time for indoor golf season. Fuck indoor <laughs> golf. <laughs> yeah. So, Hitting the uh, screens. Uh, ever since my northern trip, 
I've been going low. I didn't go that low in the north, but that's when I broke my shaft, right? Did I tell you guys this story? Yeah. Shaft broke yeah. day two. Yeah. So I found a guy who uh, has shafts and shit in his garage. He's got a little side business, retired guy. And he's like, what shaft did you have in there? And long story, I got that shaft basically out of a recycle bin because I had broke my other one. He's like, whatever shaft was in your club was totally f- screwed. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Put this new one in. <laughs> Night and day. Just piping them. Did you? Night did, and day. Did you tip them 10 bucks? I didn't. No. At the time, I didn't know it was going to be so hot. I actually texted <laughs> him and was like, this thing is awesome. Thank you. But yeah, uh, we we're supposed to get a match in with the rusty shovel and the uh, 2020. Although I think I'm hot, but nobody plays more golf than uh, Sean, Steph, and take a seat, son, coming up, uh, by the way, for the Rusty Shovel. Senior hockey talk coming up. Why don't we get into our uh, aforementioned gambling uh, sports book segment for Play Now? Nooner promo code. We'll post out the landing page. I think it's, what is it, playnow.com slash Monday Nooner. Yeah. If you go there, you deposit Minimum of $10, you get $50 in free sportsbook, $50 in free casino play just for using the Nooner promo code. We appreciate if everybody uh, takes advantage of that offer. Would really uh, appreciate your support on that one. But I was going through the Play Now app and just looking at some of the hockey futures, right? Like I like betting on sports. I like betting, you know, even some parlays sometimes, or I'll watch if if a really good team gets down like 2 nothing early at home. Sometimes I'll hammer or place a very educated bet on the comeback, <laughs> right? Like Oilers yeah. get down two nothing early at home. You think, well, McDusty might pot a few here and get him back in the game. Anyway, I see they've got like hundreds of NHL props. Really? So these, these are season long props. Pretty much every top player like points. There's, will this guy get traded? Yes or no? Stuff like that. Oh, wow. But I wanted to throw a few your guys' way because obviously we're in Regina. The talk of the hockey world is Connor Bedard. So the Connor Bedard, and this conversation's come up a lot, but we've got actual, I guess, potential to put a little skin on it. Connor Bedard, regular season total goals. The over-under line is 31 and a half. And the, the odds are even. They're 186 on the decimal line, I think they call it for both. So there's no, there's no money either way. It's a wash. There's no prop. There's no prop upon prop. No. So 31 and a half, you guys taking the over or the under. I, what I would do because we talked to RA about it when we had him on talking to other guys, the educated play is over. But Ah, man, it's a long, grueling season in that league, they tell me. I don't know. I'll take the over. Yeah, this this ain't your 14 games in the highway league, that's for sure. I take the under. Okay, I'm going to take the over. over. Okay, here's another one. So, uh, as everybody knows, Alex Ovechkin is 72 goals behind Wayne Gretzky. He's going to get there, right? He's going to play until he gets there. Yeah. He needs 72, but his over under for this hey, year. Hey, not if he not if Babcock coaches him at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Mike's coaching days are over. Babs. Um the uh Ovechkin's number for this year is 40 and a half. Wow. You know they're just gonna be feeding him for the next two years, right? Like just on the PP. I was at 
I was at a game in Calgary last year, and like I don't think he played hardly a regular shift, and he like Laviolette did like it was like he had no say. Like the whistle <laughs> would blow for a power play. Oh, he was just on the whole two minutes. It didn't come off. Yeah. It's not real. He's just a stud. Doesn't come back to the no. bench. No. Everyone changes. Whoever that whoever no. that yeah. winger that what that winger is just goes. That out guy's like quick turn. Mom, back. mom, I'm on the second PP. Are you gonna play that? No, I'm never getting on the ice. But I'm on the second PP on that wing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, over under forty and a half. The only thing. The only thing. Why I would I would take the uh, under there and maybe roll the dice is because. He is an older gentleman. He's a he's a machine. Don't get me older wrong. Statesman. But at some point, he's got to get some nagging injuries here in the next few years. Like he's he's been pretty lucky. I'm gonna take the over. Yeah, I'll take the under. Yeah, I'm gonna take the okay. over on him. On okay, one. here's one. Couple more here. What about you? You're the you're the expert. Kind of. Uh, Big handicap guy. I think under. Uh, it it. I mean, if he stays healthy, he could definitely get over, but you got to factor in he might miss a game or what about five. Bedard? What about Bedard? He, he took the over I'm on taking, Bedard. I'm taking the over on Bedard. Okay, so just for a little context here, Connor McDavid last year, 64 goals. He played all 82 games. His over under for this year is 55 and a half. He had 64 last year, 55 and a half. I'm over bad. under. I'm bad because I just think guys are going to get injured. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going he's just under. so he's just so good. He is I'm, so good. I'm taking the over. Connor I... Bedard points 70 and a half. So his goals are 31. So that would mean he would need 39 assists to factor goals and assists, but 70 and a half is his point total. And you can't chisel. I gotta take under on that one. I, I don't think they're deep enough to for Hey, who's he dishing to? But that's the thing, man. Taylor He's going to be on the ice all the time. Yeah, but is he Hall's hurt right now, isn't he? I don't think so. No. I thought he was. He's going to get a ton of ice time. You would think. Ton. But he's going to he's going to get banged around. Like I know they don't hit like they used to. Oh, I don't know man. if you guys uh I don't know if you remember Austin Matthews rookie year. He scored 40 goals, 69 points. He scored 4 in his first game. I remember right. that. I remember but, that. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. I'll go under there too. This one's a real long shot, but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, put a responsible wager on this one. Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidle to combine for 120 goals. Yes, pays eight to one. So if you put ten dollars on that, eighty bucks. If you put a hundred on that, that's an eight hundred dollar return. 120 goals between Connor and Leon. Oh, and no, this is that's this enough. is no way. This is a this is a tough question. You won't have the answer to this, but I wonder how many power play goals both of those guys had last year. Yeah, but, I don't off the top of my head, I don't know. Last year they had 116 goals, though belts. Oh, did they 116 have last year? 64 and 52. Plus, you get eight to one odds. I think you I oh, mean yeah, then if you're getting the eight to one, yeah. I'm going to put a responsible unit on it, fellas. This yeah. this play now thing is is uh, creative. I like it. There's a lot of great props there, but okay, oh, there's hundred. There's literally hundreds. That's just scratching the surface. Playnow.com/slash Monday Nooner promo code no. Nooner. Yeah, just and just double O N E R. It got to be no. Got, the, the, got, the landing page is slash Monday Nooner. Okay, no, promo code N double O N E R. No one. No spaces. R. 
No one are. <laughs> you have to be 19 years of age and Thank use you. your gaming sense. Use your game sense. All right. You guys want to talk some senior hockey now? Uh, show's running a little bit uh, long here, but I, I do have quite a few things I want to mention. So if you guys will indulge me here. Senior hockey soiree for Richie Brothers auctioneers. Always auction season. October is here, and we know Brandon's busy in the auction business, so that must mean everyone from Richie Brothers is. <laughs> if I'm busy, certainly everybody's busy. Yeah. A lot of auctions here, October, November, farm sales, humming. RBauction.com to get the full slate. What's in the senior hockey soiree? Where do you want to start? Let me no, buzz. No, no, no. Okay. I, I know all you're going to say is the no, I got it here. I got it already. Now. No, I got it all up here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So I was just going to say 13 leagues this year. Up one okay. from last year. New league, Crossroads Hockey League. As we've talked about on the show, Looseland, Dodgeland. California Penal, <laughs> uh, Penal League. Kindersley B team. And Robert leaves the Sask West. So 13 teams this year, Belts. Tell us about the two divisions in the Nautic U. Please tell us more. Okay. Three three new franchises coming up, though. The Rolla Ramblers, Radville Nationals, and Yellowgrass Wheat Kings. They joined. They split them up. Two divs. Two div threes now. Not even one. Hodgeville, Gravelberg, Woolworth, and Assiniboia are the West Division. Rolo, Avonlea, Yellowgrass, Radville, and Cornac making up the East Division. Like it just sounds like the battle of the Div Three Titans down there. I love so, it. Yellowgrass was in the Big Six. If you look on a map, Yellowgrass is very far away from Mooseman, Carlisle, yeah, all of those places. Like everyone in the Big Six just hated going to Yellowgrass because it's just for the most part out of the way. Shitty barn, make great meals, though they sell on game day. But if you look at a map, it does kind of fit in, right? To the Rolo, they're only probably 40 minutes. Avonlea, uh, it's a nice fit for sure. And I think the uh, Big Six is happy to get rid of them, and it adds a little punch to uh, the Nauticue. So I think it's a win-win. That's a for big sure. league. Big league. Nine teams, yeah. So nine teams in the Nauticue. Sask, Elta, 10 teams this year, fellas. Paradise Valley uh, stays on their leave of absence. Schedule just coming out uh, this Friday. So by the time our show comes out, their schedule will be out. Sask West, seven teams. They lose Robert. And the reason I'm saying all the teams is because at the end, I'm going to have one big number here. I like that. Sorry, going back to the Sask, Elta. Isn't Vermillion back? Uh... I think Vermillion's back in that league. I heard. That's great. Yeah, 10 teams, 18-game regular season home-and-home. Home. Uh, no more COVID restrictions for <laughs> Sask Elta. <laughs> Sask East, 10 teams, Grandview, Chigal. Esther Hazy and Ochapoes rejected. Hadn't heard about Ochapoes. We had heard about uh, Esther Hazy and that schmozzle. 14-game season in the Sask East. Two divisions there as well. Theodore, Swan Valley, Kedora, Cote, and Priestville in the north. Rokenville, Langenberg, Churchbridge, Wapella, and Ituna in the south. Fellas, not going to uh, get into too much detail. We'll save some of this for the senior uh, preview show. But I heard just some gross money being spent in the uh, Sask East. Really? Like, we're talking four digis oh. per... Skate? 12 times per skate. Yikes. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. How, well, I don't know. On? 
And the how is that feasible? Beast. Like, how is that feasible? I don't know. But a, a fellow who was playing for uh, Mydale, actually, Mustangs apparently headed up to uh, possibly join Audrey's crew up there for some big bucks. So, wow, that's back to the back to the Div Three. Did you hear anyone hear anything about Lafleche? No, nothing. Because I, I okay, I heard a rumor a while back that Lafleche was trying to fire back up. It's in the flesh. No, I haven't. Maybe I've heard that. Maybe that's maybe that's next year. Coppell Valley Highway Hockey League. No Odessa Vibank Bruins. They're taking a leave of absence. Hate to see that. Yeah. Obviously, some good news there with uh, Raymore coming back, shelling out some aggressive S and Gs, just like their new goalie Daniel Wapples helmet uh, says. <laughs> and Belgoni Bison's obviously back. So I think they'll have eight teams. They had seven last year. They lose OV. They gain two more. So it looks like eight teams in the Coppell Valley Highway Hockey League. By the way, there might be a few incorrect things here as we get uh, confirmation on some teams. Big six. We mentioned they had 11 teams last year with Yellowgrass leaving. I think they should have 10 uh, teams in the big six. I heard a rumor that Michael Furland, you guys know Michael Furland? Yeah. There was a rumor he was going to go to Mooseman. Kelly, Kelly McCrimmon said he's one of the hardest punches he's ever seen. Can you imagine him? Die? I think he's had some issues, some uh, injuries and a few concussions and stuff. I, I did kind of get that uh, squashed. That, But there was a rumor he was going to Mooseman. I did hear Mooseman maybe got a couple of uh, brothers out of Manitoba, the Elms. Elms brothers. Brothers Elms. Elmers, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not to be confused with Brother Phelps. <laughs> Let go. Okay, so a couple more leagues here. Wheatland Hockey League. Craig obviously left the Wheatland after dusting everybody. There you go. Canistano is moving back to the Wheatland. They went to the Twin Rivers for one year, had enough, moving back to the Wheatland. Coincidence that they move back after Craig leaves or not? Canistano is that... that- Guy that left his wife <laughs> for a weekend and just and just, and just regrets moving, it. Moving in, maybe she was a little bit younger, no idea <laughs> what like kids going to different schools, driving across <laughs> town, and then after about eight months, really regretting said, it. Can I uh, can come any back? Chance any chance I can come back? <laughs> I made a in. mistake. I did. <laughs> I gotta eat crow. They we were just separated. We weren't divorced. <laughs> that's that's you know what? That one kind of surprised me. That well, that's all there. I believe it's all uh import related. So when they went to the Twin Rivers, they had to cut like six guys due to their elite status. So I think it just kind of depleted their team a bit that they couldn't have most of them in that other league. Um, but yeah, Wheatland, Canistano, St. Brew, Tisdale, Nippowin back in the mix, Porcupine Plain, Hudson Bay, and the Jansen Jets. So a couple of new teams in the Wheatland this year that we haven't had for a few years. You know, the mine is buzzing if Jansen's back in, but then there's the games that all the guys that are decent work the same shift and they got a forfeit. That's tough. Yeah. Twin rivers, twin rivers. Sorry. Just going to keep things flowing here. Long show. Uh, 12 teams in the twin rivers. Bruno, the tea baggers. They actually move from the wheatland to the twin rivers. They're going to take Canistino spot. So uh, lose a team, gain a team in the riv. 
Looks like they got two divisions, six apiece. Heard a rumor that uh, Campbell there from Willow Cree, Trent Campbell. Uh, heard a rumor that Watchers was courting him uh, to go play in the Long Lake. And then I heard uh, some other people say that he was, that was an option per se, but I think maybe he's going back to Willow Cree. But there was rumors he was entertaining offers from uh, Watchers, who we know to be loading up this year. Hmm. The, the Twin Rivers. Yeah. And then what's the, that, biggest... so they're, st- they're staying with the same import rule and the Twin. I think so, yeah. Uh, Sass Prairie haven't heard a thing. Miota's probably going to be a wagon again. Same eight teams, we think. Uh, it's always it was always the binds, so they'll probably hang another uh banner this year. <laughs> Miota, Radisson, uh, pissed. Sask Valley League, we call this the Western Sales League because a lot of their locations are in the Sask Valley. Uh, 12 teams this year in the Valley. Champions League, right? They get oh, uh, Crake and Davidson joining an already uh, loaded up league. That'll be a good league. Yeah, do they do those two. Do those two? Do they schedule those two first game of the uh, season? Crake Davidson, just like if you know the NHL, like Seattle, Las Vegas, two new teams. Yeah. They weren't in the same year. I get that, but. Maybe that's a nice little easy, uh, easy schedule. I just, I, I want, I want to hear some DMs from guys that are worried to go play in the Crake rink because <laughs> you know some guys are gonna have the hard Crake flu. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> where, yeah that... where are you going this? Where, hey, are you playing this weekend? Uh. No, uh, pull my groin. I slipped on some ice. Yeah. Oh, I got a, I got a car in the Rodden Custom Car Show. I got to my, my wife. I think the kids got home minor hockey, and she's working this weekend. The Crake. Yeah. Good. It's gonna be. I'm very excited. We're very curious. I'm not excited. Curious to see how that one goes. Yeah, that that league is. You know, you got like you said, Crake, Davidson, Keniston, all down that uh, strip of highway. A lot of good hockey going to be going on uh, the number 11. Like we mentioned there, a little bit Western sales too. A lot of their locations, uh, new sponsor on this show. They got yeah. Davidson, Central Butte, Rosetown, Outlook, Elrose, Bigger. And it's covered John Har- Deere de- dealer. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Harvest is almost done. Right? So now Western sales, the dealerships. Now what goes on? You guys, you guys got to walk me through this again, right? I, don't I know, think like... they actually just lock up the doors and say, we'll see you next year. Uh, hope everybody had a good year. Take the rest of the year off in the egg world. See what? you next year. It's senior hockey season. No, they got lots going on. Obviously, uh, just because the crop is off doesn't mean the uh, work doesn't stop per se. I know a lot of uh, a lot of operators will take advantage of the downtime to take their machines into the dealership, give them the once over the green light inspection. They kind of call them on a lot of John Deere's. I think actually Western uh, sales, they have the certified maintenance inspection. They call it the CMI. Ah. So you take your machines in, get them all tuned up, make sure they go through, make sure all the belts are good and all the fluids are good and everything's, everything's good. So that when it comes time to get back in them next year, you're ready to rock and roll. So Buzzing. No, they got a they've got a promo going on uh, actually. Now that you mentioned that, for the month of October, if you book three CMI inspections before November first, you get a fourth inspection free. So, oh, what money I'm sorry. to be saved? Not big acronym guy. What does the CMI stand for again? 
certified, certified maintenance inspection. Oh, so, so you'd get three, you'd get, get, walk me through getting three done, like three different pieces of machinery. Free. I, I, I know that three different pieces of machinery, three things yes. on the same V on the same machine. No, I, three. So I'm going to say if you had four combines, if you took three of them in your fourth one would be free oh. book three, the fourth free, get your equipment field ready for next season. So you can, like I said, get her tuned up with their service department, put her in the shed for the winter. Enjoy your winter at the senior hockey rink, cheer on your local team next spring. She's good to go. Ready to roll. So I, wonder like have, uh, I wonder if they have a lawn tractor with a rear bagger for the lake. <laughs> Need to buzz off. I'm going to be phoning. it. Do you talk to the fellas? So back to this, you park it in the shed after. So do a lot of guys, do a lot of guys, do a lot of guys just kind of let it roll. Like, you know how some people are shitty with their vehicles and they don't get the maintenance done on it when it's supposed to, especially oil changes. Like do a lot of guys just set it and forget it and hope it fires up again. Like, my yeah, well, this is uh yeah. You know, when it comes to harvest, like time is money, right? Like when you, when you got to go, you got to get shit done. So the whole point is you go through it now and you look after it and you go over all this stuff. So then when it is time to go, it's time to go. You're not breaking down a bunch and blowing belts that were, you know, could have been preventative, I guess, is what you'd say. Preventative maintenance. Your fourth CMI is free. Western sales. Where's the, all the locations? Again, we got we got Rosetown, Bigger, Central Butte, Davidson, Elrose, and Outlook. Outlook. Thanks, nice Western weapons. sales. We're, we're big Western sales guys now. Big. Not, uh, big. not big acronym guys. Here's CMI. a quick story. Quick story. One quick story. So here's a, here's a uh, golf story. So I'm in <laughs> Kelowna this summer and we're playing the scrambled boys are just getting, we're having fun. Right. Buddy stag didn't really know this guy in my group. We're boozing. And he like looks at us. He's like, Hey, you boys know the uh, three V's to golf. <laughs> Like, no, he's like, visualize, visualize, visualize. <laughs> then he hit his drive like 300 yards out of bounds. You maybe had to be there, but I always drop that line now. The three V's to golf. Visualize, visualize, visualize. that. <laughs> All right. I don't know what, I don't know what that line's from, but. Is that, uh, that was the end for uh senior hockey soirees to take a seat time? Uh, One last thing. One last wrap. Where were we? Sass Valley. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just going to say the Long Lake. Looks like they're going to be their seven teams this year. Uh, haven't heard much, although we will have a full report because there's a lot of import movement and stuff we'll save for the senior show on the Long Lake. Okay, over under. Let's uh, let's play a, a game you can't actually sports bet on. 13 leagues. Neither of you were doing the math on your hands. Take a guess at how many teams do you think I'm going to say total in the province? 127. One, eight, 118. No, fellas. No. 110. Well, Big math guy. Closest to the actual retail you price without going over. You sound <laughs> so disappointed in it. Yeah. Like, just to be well, we're all we're one, gamers. 127? <laughs> you think we gained 20 new teams? From well, Div 3, they're buzzing. Two, well, two, two divisions. divisions in the Nauta Cube. Things are double happening. the points. Things are rocking down there.
That's uh, the senior hockey-ish Huare report. All right. Visualize, visualize. <laughs> Speaking of visualizing, visualize that backyard. Get stuff done with the rusty shovel. Maybe a little landscaping for next spring. Get everything in. You can send them the picture and some rough measurements. measurements and then they're going to tell you kind of what you need when you're getting ready. And then they got if snow removal. If you need anything like kind of that, go talk to Sean and the crew at Rusty Savile. Who's uh, taking things? I'm take a seat first. Belter. What? Rusty Shovel, take a seat. Buzz. You guys buzz one out. I don't know if I have any good take a seats today. I got the, the same old take a seats, right? Old reel. Keeping the kids off the ice today. Oh, what a bunch of beauties. They should just change the rink names. This would be suck for sponsorship to just how many tarps. Is that, what, what rink you in? Uh, 18 tarps. Oh, yeah. We're at 16. Oh, yeah. We're in 16. Oh, just bins is so funny. That is something else. Uh, take a seat. Oh, I had one. I'll I'll go then. Derek Dodds, a buddy, needs to Dodds. take a hard seat. <laughs> Big indoor golf guy. Huge. Dodsy. Okay, <laughs> so he is dead set on the fact that Old Dutch boxes of Old Dutch barbecue chips Ooh, is a different yummy. recipe than the bags of old Dutch barbecue chips. He said they're made in two separate factories. It's different recipes. We Big got factory into guy. We got into it in San Diego after about 75 drinks at one in the morning, and it was a massive debate. So take a seat, Dodzy. Uh, if uh, somebody might know the He's, research on this. He but. might be a he seems like kind of a potato chip connoisseur. He likes his barbecue, I tell you that. Just out of the box, though. <laughs> recipe. I can't remember if he was box guy or bag guy. But he's he a said, big box yeah. guy. He's like, nope, two different factories. Two. Di-. So you're telling me that other factory just makes a different recipe barbecue, not ketchup, not anything else. Yep, just barbecue, different recipe. So you're, you got you drank too much tonight. That's hilarious. Man. Take a seat to anybody who thinks you can't synchronize fireworks to music. <laughs> 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 I, had somebody br- I had somebody bring that up to me the other day that was like two months ago like those guys actually think you can't synchronize fireworks to music oh, uh, it's classic. a fallacy watch the next time closely <laughs> doesn't happen uh, I don't know if I that have anything funny. this week guys I was so dialed in getting senior wow. hockey teams added up that I uh... <laughs> that's kind of all I got <laughs> uh Stefan's getting his money's worth today. Visualize. Hey, you know what else? Hey, you know what else they do? I just want to say to Stefan, because he hooked us up, the uh my father-in-law up with the old sprinklers, underground sprinklers. They do that there too. They got everything. If you they need probably would blow a guy out right now, no? Quick blow out uh, of the sprinklers. Is it that time of the year? Big, I don't know if they're big blowout guys, but they'd know the guys that would do the blowing out. That's what I said. It's always know. blowout season, though, right? Always Very blowout now. season, yeah. Winter time. They know guys that can probably clear some snow for you. So, oh yeah. Thanks to the rusty shovel. Last Mountain Distillery. We never gave them a plug. We got to. That's the local distillery, Lums in Saskatchewan. Their new spiced rum, the only aged true spice rum made in Saskatchewan, from Last Mountain Distillery. And don't sleep on their Saskatoon berry vodka. I got to find a recipe with that one to make because I'm not a big soda Saskatoon berry guy. I got to try. What so, about yeah, a last... shooter with? Uh... 
whipped cream on top would be like a piece of Saskatoon berry pie and whipped cream. I think you'd need something, a little touch of something else, and then the whipped cream. Okay. I would think. But yeah, Last Mountain Distillery. Schnapps. Love to have them. They are going to be sponsoring the Player of the Week tarps again this year, which we just finalized. So, Beauties. senior hockey. Finalized, finalized, finalized. No more, no <laughs> more, no more deep cuts. Yeah, thanks to all the sponsors. We got our new Play Now and and Western Sales and all that. And the mainline group, of course, is always the title sponsors. We don't can't do deep cuts with licensed music, but I was wondering if we could, because you know when we did the guy singing the Canadian National Anthem deep cut, you know what would be a good deep cut to go out with? I don't think we'd get in trouble. The Log Rider Waltz. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Come on. You're Canadian and you don't know the law. Is it the log rider? You know what I'm talking about, right, Shane? You just go out with the Melville rhythm ears. Yeah, look it up if, if you want. Uh, Len Gaditsa. Here's Len Gaditsa and the Melville rhythm ears. <laughs> rhythm ears. <laughs> That's an all time, all time story. All right, so we're back again in the uh, two in a weeks. few weeks here. 15th. Buzzing. Senior, senior preview show possibly coming up sometime in October. How? How many goals do you think Bedard's going to have by the 15th? Uh, what starts on the 9th? <laughs> of three games. Three. Wow. Uh, That'd be, be a good start. Are you going to be disappointed? Like our uh, other question. Oh, Over-unders another, one and a half. Another good thing, Keniston Superdraft is coming up too. A lot oh, of people, yeah. A lot of people probably going to take Bedard there for the season. One more thing. Senior hockey season preview show is in the... The preliminary stages, planning stages. And it's infancy. If you're in in any leagues, any teams, any affiliation, and you've got some news or notes about your team or your league, you'd like mentioned on our two-hour senior hockey season preview show, send it our way. Mondaynooner at gmail.com, at Mondaynooner on X, on Instagram, on Facebook. Let us know. We'd be happy to chat about it. Have a good week. Later. A sweet surrender Told me dear that you were mine Marichka Moya, Marichka Moya